Welcome, dear listeners, to an episode that promises to be a rich tapestry woven. With tales of money, power, and a touch of history. Today, we're not just discussing a new PDF file, we're unlocking a vault of stories about the very lifeblood of the U.S. financial system, the federal funds market. Imagine, if you will, a grand ballroom. Each dancer representing banks and financial institutions, gracefully exchanging partners, lending and borrowing with grace and poise. This ballroom dance symbolizes the federal funds market, where overnight monetary exchanges set the rhythm for the entire nation's economic dance. With each twirl and spin, the dancers influence short-term interest rates. There, there. Movements, in turn, send ripples through the broader economy and whisper in the ears of the Grand Maestro, the Federal Reserve, guiding its momentous decisions. Today, we hold a treasure map, a PDF which traces the footsteps of these dancers. From April 1928, way before the official records of the Fed from July 1954, this document, this beacon, promises a deeper dive into the choreography of the federal funds market during pivotal chapters of U.S. history. Guiding us on this journey are none other than a quartet of financial luminaries, Sria, Anbeel, Mark Carlson, Christopher Haynes, and David C. Wheelock. With their deep wells of knowledge, they have painted a vivid picture of yesteryears. In the document's early sections, we travel back in time to the cobbled streets of old. America, before the mighty Federal Reserve towered over its financial landscape. We encounter the bustling call money market, the very precursor to the federal funds market, setting the stage for the modern-day ballroom. From there, our time machine zips us through the electrifying stock market boom of 1928-29 and plunges us into the early tumultuous waves of the Great Depression. These were times when the ballroom faced its sternest test, times when the dance took unpredictable turns, but still, it persevered. And as the dark clouds of the Depression receded, we see the federal funds market. Emerging, renewed and resilient, playing its part in rejuvenating the nation's economy. Then, our story reaches the crescendo, the dramatic years of World War II and the dawn of the post-war era. Here, the federal funds market faced unprecedented challenges, adapting and evolving with the world, undergoing a seismic shift. As our odyssey concludes, we stand at the precipice of understanding not just a, a market, but the soul of a nation's financial might. Our authors, through their extensive research, have provided us with the tools, a lexicon of the past, to better navigate our future. So, to all you policymakers, economists, financial enthusiasts, or history buffs out. There, this isn't just a PDF. It's a time capsule. It's a bridge between epochs. And most importantly, it's a testament to the enduring spirit of the American financial system. Thank you for embarking on this journey with us. Let's continue to dance through the pages of history, seeking knowledge and understanding at every turn.
Welcome, dear listeners, to a deep dive into a chapter of recent history that shook the very foundations of our global economic systems, the Great Recession. Picture, if you will, a globe-spanning tempest, a storm that began in the heartlands of the United States and rippled across the Atlantic, affecting its long-standing ally, the United Kingdom. Yet, as we shall discover, these two giants, bound by history and friendship, weathered the storm with varying fates and fortunes. The Great Recession wasn't just any economic downturn. It was the maelstrom that swallowed. Jobs, homes, and hopes. Like dark clouds gathering on the horizon, it was heralded by an ominous collapse of the housing market, the ticking time bomb of the subprime mortgage crisis, and the subsequent domino effect that led to the fall of financial titans such as Lehman Brothers and Bear Stearns in the United States. Picture Wall Street, usually bustling and vibrant, now shrouded in uncertainty and despair as these giants crumbled, casting a long shadow of doubt over the very institutions that once symbolized American financial might. Across the pond, the United Kingdom, with its iconic skyline and the ever-resilient pound, too, felt the tremors. But unlike its transatlantic counterpart, the UK's journey through the recession was more like navigating through treacherous waters rather than facing a tidal wave head-on. While the US grappled with the direct hits to its financial sector, the UK sailed through a relatively calmer, albeit still challenging, economic decline. Their financial institutions, while shaken, didn't crumble with the same intensity. As we delve deeper, the plot thickens with the role of productivity. Imagine the gears of an old clock slowly grinding to a halt. That's how the productivity levels of the United States waned, adding to the weight of the recovery. Meanwhile, the British clock, though losing some ticks, didn't face such a drastic slowdown, aiding a swifter recuperation. Amidst this chaos emerged the wizards of monetary policy, wielding their tools, trying to conjure scales to awaken dormant economies. The Federal Reserve in the U.S. unfurled its magic through quantitative easing programs, breathing life back into the American dream. Meanwhile, the venerable Bank of England, with its centuries of economic wisdom, had a harder time weaving its monetary magic, with interest rates playing a stubborn tune. Now, as we stand on the threshold of the future, the specter of the Great Recession serves as a constant reminder and teacher. The whispers of its lessons call out to policymakers. They speak of vigilance, resilience, adaptability, and the necessity for aggressive, yet well-thought-out strategies, especially in realms of financial regulation and monetary policy. In wrapping up our exploration, let's ponder on this. The Great Recession was not just a period. It was a teacher. The United States and the United Kingdom, two stalwarts of the global economy, each danced to a different tune of challenges and recovery. Their intertwined tales remind us of the delicate tapestry of global economies and the indomitable spirit of nations. We hope this journey has enlightened you as we've journeyed through the corridors of economic history, understanding the nuances, lessons, and the indelible mark left by the Great Recession. Until next time, stay curious, stay informed, and thank you for being an avid traveler on our podcast Odyssey.
Welcome, intrepid explorers of the vast seas of macroeconomics and the thrilling yumbles of big data. Today, we embark on a journey deep into the heart of a realm teeming with numbers, charts, and insights, a place where patterns emerge from chaos and where macroeconomic narratives take form. Our compass? A comprehensive PDF file. Our destination? The expansive realm of Fred QD. Picture a library. Not just any library, but one that's ever-evolving meticulously. Curated and vast beyond imagination. Fred QD, in essence, is such a treasury, only instead of books, it houses a trove of macroeconomic data, updated with the precision and regularity of a maestro's baton. Inspired by the pioneering dataset of Stock and Watson, this repository holds within its digital walls a panorama of macroeconomic stories. From the energetic rhythms of real GDP to the ebb and flow of the unemployment rate to the crescendos of industrial production. Let's take a moment to appreciate the architects of this marvel, the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. They haven't just built a database, they've crafted a symphony of data where every variable, every index, and every number harmoniously sings the tales of global economies. Yet, what truly stands out is its accessibility. Think of Fred QD as an open house where every researcher, be they a budding enthusiast or a seasoned scholar, is welcomed with open arms and presented with tools tailor-made for their unique inquiries. Visualize a digital workshop where amidst rows of numbers and graphs, a researcher can mold, shape, and sculpt data into forms most befitting their quest. This versatility is gifted by Fred QD's array of transformation codes, allowing one to sift through data extracting narratives, discerning patterns, and hypothesizing relationships. Now, this vast expanse might seem overwhelming. But fear not for the PDF file we speak of is the guiding star. It's more than just a document. It's the cartographer's map detailing every nook and cranny of Fred QD. It's the seasoned guide who, with clarity and precision, demystifies the database's rich tapestry, ensuring that every researcher can chart their course with confidence. As we near the end of our journey today, let's take a moment to marvel at the confluence of macroeconomics and big data. Fred QD isn't merely a repository. It's a living, breathing entity that evolves with the global economy, capturing its highs, lows, triumphs, and tribulations. It stands as a testament to the power of data and its capability to shape, define, and refine our understanding of the complex world of macroeconomics. In conclusion, Think of Fred QD as a lighthouse in the tempestuous seas of economic research. Whether you're setting sail for the first time or are a seasoned captain of economic inquiry, Fred QD and its accompanying PDF guide are indispensable companions. With that, fellow travelers, we beckon you to dive into Fred QD, to unearth its stories, to weave your tales, and to continue the never-ending quest for knowledge. Until our next adventure,
Welcome, esteemed listeners, to another chapter of our chronicles on Pivotal. Moments that have sculpted our financial landscape. Today, we journey back in time, a time marked by disco and bell bottoms, but also a period rife with economic anxiety, the 1970-982 war on inflation. As we delve deeper, the stage will come alive with the monumental endeavors of Paul Volcker and the the significant contributions of the St. Louis Fed. Imagine a bustling America in the late 1970s, an era of vibrant energy, but with an undercurrent of unease. Picture supermarket shelves with ever-rising price tags and families feeling the squeeze in their wallets as inflation's sinister dance threatened the dreams of an entire nation. It wasn't merely about numbers on a chart but real-life implications for every American, from the worker in Detroit to the farmer in Nebraska. Enter the towering figure of Paul Volcker, a man handed the daunting task of taming. This rampant inflationary dragon. Guided by the compass of monetarism and economic theory spotlighting the role of the money supply, the Federal Reserve under Volcker's stewardship began its crusade. Envision the pulsating heart of the economy, the money supply. Controlling its beats became paramount, with Monument II and Mithri serving as the vital signs to monitor. With an unwavering resolve, Volcker's Federal Reserve raised the tempo with successive interest rate hikes. Imagine the scenario. The allure of borrowing waned, and every loan became a weightier decision. Yes, these were measures that drew sharp gasps and animated debates across boardrooms and households alike. Some decried them as economic straitjackets, but for Volcker, this was the necessary medicine, however bitter, to nurse the nation back to. Health. In this tableau, we cannot overlook the St. Louis Fed, a bastion of monetarist. Advocacy led by the sagacious Lawrence Ruse. Picture a symphony where Ruse and Volcker harmonized their strategies. Together, their ideologies became the guiding stars, illuminating the maze of monetary policy challenges. As time wore on, the resilient American spirit shone through. The chaotic dance of inflation slowed, and the tumultuous waters of the economy approached stillness. Yet every victory has its price. The cure, those lofty interest rates, ushered in the gloomy clouds of recession in the early 80s. The heartbeats of businesses slowed, and many dreams faced the cold embrace of a challenging economy. So, as we emerge from this time capsule, we recognize that the 1970-982 war on inflation wasn't just about dry economic theory. It was a saga, a battle of wills, and a testament to the enduring spirit of a nation and its leaders. Paul Volcker and Lawrence Ruse stand tall, not just as policymakers, but as architects of resilience. Thank you, dear listeners, for joining us on this riveting odyssey. We hope you've gained a vivid glimpse into an era that was a crucible of economic transformation. Your thoughts, queries, and reflections are always cherished, so please connect with us. As we bid adieu, we promise more tales, insights, and adventures in the vast annals of economic history. Until then, stay curious.
Welcome, dear listeners, to a cosmic journey through the digital realm of decentralized finance, commonly known as DeFi. Picture a vast, interconnected universe, glittering with countless nodes like stars against the pitch-black expanse of space. This is not a sci-fi fantasy, but the exhilarating world of DeFi, and today we'll venture through its nebulae and constellations. DeFi, at its heart, is a rebellion against the traditional financial cosmos. Imagine a world where massive galactic entities, like banks and financial institutions, no longer dictate the cosmic order. Instead, it's a decentralized dance of peer-to-peer -peer interactions, a ballet choreographed by the magic of blockchain technology and smart contracts. No more middlemen, just pure, unadulterated finance in motion. But why is this universe of DeFi so enthralling? Envision a realm where financial doors, once guarded by elite gatekeepers, are flung open. A world where the digital winds blow freely, granting access to the distant financial galaxies, even to the unbanked wanderers of our world. For those who've been stranded on the financial outskirts, DeFi offers a lifeline, a teleportation into a realm where everyone has an equal stake. Journey deeper into this digital cosmos, and you'll discover a space shimmering with transparency. Each transaction, like a comet's trail, leaves an indelible mark etched into the vast canvas of public blockchain. These astral signatures deter the shadowy figures seeking to warp the universe's natural order, safeguarding against the dark arts of fraud and deception. Yet, like all frontiers, the DeFi universe isn't without its black holes and cosmic anomalies. Smart contracts, though mostly reliable celestial bodies, can sometimes hide vulnerabilities, akin to wormholes that crafty hackers might exploit, pulling unsuspecting travelers into financial voids. The nebulous fog of minimal regulation can also bewilder astronauts, making it harder to discern allies from cosmic pirates. Amidst the twinkling constellations of DeFi, stars like decentralized exchanges, DEXIS, shine brightly. Imagine a bustling intergalactic marketplace where traders, not bound by any central force, barter and exchange their cryptos, shielded from the lurking pirates of the central realm. Lending platforms, the financial lifelines of this cosmos, bypass the conventional cosmic banks, allowing celestial beings to lend and borrow using magical smart contracts. And then there are the stablecoins, the North Stars of DeFi guiding traders with their unwavering luminescence, mirroring the stability of earthly currencies. DeFi is not just a fleeting meteor shower, it's a celestial revolution promising to redefine the cosmic map of finance. But like all space explorers, you must equip yourself with knowledge and navigate with caution. Space is vast, and while the stars guide, the voids are ever-present. Listeners, our astral voyage through the DeFi cosmos has come to an end, but the universe awaits your exploration. Remember, the stars are numerous and the paths infinite. Equip yourself, trust your compass, and venture bravely. Until our next cosmic tale.
Greetings, dear listeners. Today we embark on a profound journey into the heart of a world-altering event, the global response to COVID-19. As we venture through this labyrinth of decisions and outcomes, let's picture ourselves as passengers aboard a ship navigating turbulent seas, with nations as captains steering their vessels through the storm. The COVID-19 pandemic swept the globe like a relentless tempest leaving nations, grappling with uncharted waters. The treacherous waves of viral spread and the whirlwinds of public panic pushed countries towards the looming decision, to lock down or not. The maelstrom of this debate was charged with emotion, data, and urgency. Close your eyes and visualize two landscapes. One depicts calm streets, silent playgrounds, and a stillness only broken by the song of birds. This is the world under lockdown. The second displays bustling markets, moving traffic, and the hum of everyday life with the ominous shadow of the virus lurking. How did countries choose between these scenes? Imagine a ship's captain, looking intently at the gathering storm clouds. The darkness of the clouds, symbolizing the severity of the outbreak, often dictated the course. Darker the horizon, stricter the lockdown. Yet, nature's fury wasn't the sole compass. The ship's sturdy or fragile build, the economic strength, also played a pivotal role. A robust ship with ample provisions could weather the storm and anchor in place. In contrast, a vessel already taking on water might risk sailing through, fearing the damages of being stationary. Political winds also swayed decisions. Authoritarian captains, wielding power, often dropped anchor decisively, whereas democratic leaders wrestled with the gusty winds of civil liberties and public consensus. But this voyage wasn't just about storm-watching. It was about trade-offs. To drop anchor and find sanctuary from the storm meant halting the ship's progress, stalling the economy. On the other hand, Forging ahead risked confronting the storm's full fury, escalating infections. Herein lay the eternal debate, the safety of the harbor versus the allure of the voyage. As our journey progresses, it's evident that while lockdowns, as anchors, held firm. Against the tempest, they also bore consequences. Ships remained in place, with restless passengers yearning for the adventures of the open sea the economic and societal challenges of prolonged inactivity. In the end, as the storm's unpredictability persists, the hope is for every captain to possess both a steady hand and a flexible strategy, adjusting sails and course as needed. Clear signals from the crow's nest, effective communication, will be paramount in keeping passengers informed and assured. Dear listeners, as we dock this episode, remember, the world's navigation through. The COVID-19 storm remains a testament to resilience, adaptability, and the eternal human spirit. As nations continue to steer through challenges, may they balance the safety of the harbor with the essence of the voyage. Until our next journey together, stay safe and hold on to hope.
Dive with me into the mesmerizing world of central banking, a universe where every decision echoes with ripples in our day-to-day -day lives, from the cafes we frequent to the homes we purchase. Welcome, dear listener, to Whispers of Central Banking, Tales of Unconventional Monetary Policy. Imagine a vast, once-calm ocean representing our global economy. But in the years 2007-9, a tempest, the financial crisis, descended upon these waters, churning waves high and casting dark clouds overhead. Amidst these wild waves, central banks, the lighthouses of this ocean, had to come up with a way to guide the ships, our economies, safely to shore. Enter the realm of unconventional monetary policy, the enigmatic spellbook of central banks. Not just mere tweaks of interest rates, this is magic that delves deeper, crafting spells like quantitative easing, QE, forward guidance, and even the mysterious negative interest rates. Paint in your mind a central bank as an alchemist trying to forge gold, economic growth from base metals. Through QE, they conjure money, buying vast treasures, government bonds, and releasing gold coins, liquidity, into the market hoping to spur adventurers, investors, and merchants' businesses into action. Forward guidance, on the other hand, is the crystal ball of our central bank mage. By gazing into it, they whisper future prophecies, signaling their intentions and giving hope to the townspeople, encouraging them to build, trade, and dream of prosperous tomorrows. And then there's the curious enchantment of negative interest rates. Picture A. Bank's vault that, instead of guarding treasures, nibbles away at them bit by bit, urging the holder to take their riches and invest in the kingdom's ventures instead of hoarding. But as with all magic, there are those who celebrate its wonders and those who fear its repercussions. As we sail from the shores of the Federal Reserve, which cast its QE spells and then receded to the lands of the European Central Bank, which still beckons its QE incantations, debates rage on. Will there be an inflationary dragon awakened by QE? Will negative rates freeze the very heart of our savings? In the tapestry of time, unconventional monetary policy is but a thread, albeit a bold and glittering one. It has been both a shield against economic decay and a sword brandished with caution. But as the global sands shift, these mystical tools' true legacy will only be revealed in the annals of time. As we close our book of tales for today, remember, in the vast ocean of economics, the winds of policies, conventional or not, shape our journeys. For now, we dock our ship, leaving you with dreams of gold coins and crystal balls. Thank you for sailing with us through the enigmatic waters of whispers of central banking. May your economic compass always point to profit. Welcome to a soul-stirring episode that dives deep into the currents of our society. The ebbs 
and flows that define how men and women navigate the vast ocean of the professional world. Today on our sonic journey, we are unearthing the tales and truths behind the gender earnings gap. Picture, if you will, a vast marketplace bustling with activity. Yet, if you were to peek into each stall, you'd find that even in this modern age, there exists a scale off balance where one side is heavier than the other. This inequality isn't in the weight of goods, but in the value of one's work based on gender. The gender earnings gap, dear listeners, isn't just a term. It's a reflection of stories. Untold, dreams deferred, and ambitions held back. It's not merely about numbers, but about lifetimes of inequalities that seep into the fibers of our society. Why does this chasm exist? Some would argue education and experience. Indeed. The road women tread in their professional journey often has more twists and turns. Like a river that changes course, women might be redirected by responsibilities like caregiving, causing them to take detours in their careers. Imagine a vast tapestry showcasing different professions. You'd see a pattern. Higher concentration of women in certain roles, often those that pay less, while in the illustrious corridors of finance and tech, men often dominate. But here's a haunting question. In an era of technological wonders and societal progress, does discrimination still lurk in the shadows? The unfortunate answer is yes. Even today, women might find themselves battling not just the visible barriers, but also the invisible ones. Biases that might not be overt but simmer below the surface, affecting their growth and pay. So, how do we right this ancient wrong? Imagine a world where everyone's work is a transparent book, where you can read the stories and understand the value of every character, every chapter. Transparency and pay could be that first step. Furthermore, nurturing an environment where taking breaks for caregiving isn't seen as a career pause button, but a part of life's journey can help women soar higher without being weighed down. Rebalancing this scale is not a task for the few, but a collective effort. As we wrap up, Today's enlightening journey, we leave you with a beacon, a detailed PDF that delves even deeper into this topic. Let it guide you, enlighten you, and inspire you. We also extend an invitation to be champions of change. Support policies that ensure equality, uplift women leaders, and most importantly, challenge and change age-old biases. Together, let's rewrite the narrative creating a world where the marketplace scale balances perfectly, not because it's mandated, but because it's right. Thank you for joining our exploration into the gender earnings gap, the waves of. Change are upon us, and we hope you'll ride them with us again in future episodes. Until then, advocate, educate, and always... Welcome, dear listeners, to a thrilling journey through the corridors of data and time.
as we peel back the layers of the U.S. labor market's ever-evolving tapestry. In today's episode, we delve deep into the dynamic realm of high-frequency data, our beacon in the midst of the stormy economic tempest known as the COVID-19 pandemic. Picture a bustling New York City street, teeming with activity, cafes brimming, shops echoing with the clinks of registers, and offices humming with the rhythms of progress. Then, seemingly overnight, silence. The COVID-19 pandemic swept in, casting shadows over the vibrant panorama, causing ripples in the vast ocean of the U.S. economy that hadn't been seen since the war drums of the 1940s echoed. As the GDP plummeted dramatically, reminiscent of a falcon in a dive, our traditional compasses, like the CPS and CS, seemed almost paralyzed, too slow to keep pace with the rapid shifts. Enter the valiant hero of our story, high-frequency data. Like a lighthouse guiding. Ships through dense fog, high-frequency data illuminates the immediate. Imagine, as days morph into nights, this data presents a near real-time heartbeat of the labor market. It's like having a microscope that allows us to see the unseen, fleeting changes in job postings, the rush for unemployment claims, the footprints of mobility traced by our very cell phones. Transport yourself to an artisan coffee shop, while aggregate data might tell us the coffee industry is seeing job losses, high-frequency data takes us inside, showing us that while baristas might be facing layoffs, delivery drivers or digital marketers for the same shop might be in demand. This granularity is gold for policymakers, crafting precise lifelines for industries gasping for breath. However, as with all tales, our hero isn't without flaws. Just as a lighthouse cannot illuminate every hidden reef or underwater threat, High-frequency data has its blind spots. Imagine a musician playing in a subway station or a freelance graphic designer working late nights. Their economic dance might be missed by both our traditional and high-frequency lenses. Out of every cloud has its silver lining. As we navigated the tumultuous seas of the pandemic, this swift, nimble data, albeit with its imperfections, acted as our North Star, guiding us through uncharted waters ensuring we didn't sail blindly into the abyss. In the grand tapestry of the pandemic-era labor market, high-frequency data emerges not just as threads, but as the very stitches holding it together, allowing economists to tailor solutions and weave recovery strategies. As we draw the curtain on today's enlightening journey, let's appreciate the intricate dance of numbers and insights that shape our understanding. In a world of uncertainties, May data always light our way. Thank you for tuning in, and until next time, may your quests for knowledge be ever fulfilling. Welcome, dear listeners, to another captivating episode where we journey into the heartbeat of our modern civilization, energy, as we shine the spotlight on regional gasoline price dynamics. 
Imagine, if you will, a vast interconnected web where each strand represents global economies and at its center, pulsating and driving all else, is the world of oil and gasoline. Picture the vast deserts of the Middle East, derricks piercing the horizon, drawing from the Earth's very lifeblood. As oil flows, it courses through veins of commerce across continents and manifests itself in that familiar pump at your local gas station. But much like the mysterious dance of stars in a galaxy, this world is fraught with nuances, intrigues, and asymmetries. Dive deeper into the pool of gasoline prices and you'll find the shimmering reflection of oil prices. But, like a mirage in a scorching desert, it isn't always what it seems. While it's intuitive to think a spike in oil prices would translate penny for penny at the gas station, the reality, as we see, is often more nuanced. This enigma, dear listeners, is the tale of asymmetric pass-through. Venture with us into a world where refineries, giants of industry, sometimes dance to their own rhythm, bound not only by the global ebb and flow of oil, but also by their inherent capabilities, the markets they cater to, and the competition they face. Drawing from the treasure trove of a study by Bennett O. Yang and Verman, we unearth how cities, each a unique cosmos with its dynamics, react differently to the oscillations of oil prices. Imagine New York, with its bustling streets, juxtaposed against a quieter Boise, each responding differently, a dance of numbers and sense influenced by myriad factors from population density to the very existence of refineries within their peripheries. Yet, the ripple effect of these gasoline price gyrations touches more than just the commuter or traveler. It cascades through economies, shaping behaviors, decisions, and destinies. A surge at the pump might mean fewer dinners out, postponed vacations, or even reconsidered investments. The ecosystem of the economy reacts, adapts, and evolves. Moreover, like a stone cast into a still pond, an oil price tremor sends waves across. The vast ocean of global inflation, sometimes with tsunami impacts. Today's fuel prices could very well shape tomorrow's loaf of bread or cup of coffee. So, in this ever-shifting sand dune of energy prices, what compass can policymakers use? Solutions like price controls or subsidies echo in the corridors of power, but with them come their shadows, potential market distortions and fiscal burdens. Listeners, today's voyage into the world of regional gasoline price dynamics has been both enlightening and humbling. It serves as a vivid testament to the intricate choreography of economies, resources, and human choices. In understanding these delicate dances, perhaps we can better steer our ship in these turbulent economic waters. As we draw the curtains on today's episode, let's not just see gasoline as a mere commodity, but as a mirror reflecting global tales of commerce, politics, aspirations, and innovations. Until our next adventure, Keep those gears turning and mind.
Welcome, dear listeners, to a journey through the intricate tapestry of economics. Today, we'll wade into the deep waters of optimal capital taxation and precautionary savings. Imagine standing at the foot of a magnificent, towering cathedral, and as you gaze up, you're about to decipher the stories etched in its stained glass. Stories of capital, inequality, and the balancing act of taxation. Now, picture capital as the lifeblood of an economy coursing through its veins, fueling growth, and sparking innovation. It's the engine of our economic train, the gears in the machinery, the seed that grows into a robust tree. Yet, like sunlight filtering through the dense canopy of a forest, capital doesn't reach everyone equally. Some patches remain shadowed, bereft of the sun's nurturing warmth. This is the puzzle of inequality. From these shadows emerges the question of capital taxation. How can we sculpt? The rays, guiding them to illuminate the darkest corners? Taxation is our prism, bending and shaping the sunlight, striving for an optimal brightness where growth thrives, yet all enjoy its warmth. Enter the high model, our guidebook in this labyrinthine journey. Think of it as the cartographer's tool charting unexplored territories where every individual is a unique island, each with its own terrains, treasures, and terrors. Within the Heim's rich tapestry, individuals don't just navigate calm waters, they brave tempests, unforeseen storms that jolt their income, making every penny saved a shield against uncertain times. It's within these tumultuous seas that the concept of precautionary savings rises like a lighthouse. In a world where safety nets might be sparse, where the future is as unpredictable as a roll of dice, every coin tucked away is an anchor, a safeguard against the unpredictable tides of life. Through the lens of Heim, we can witness the dance of policies and human instincts. It paints the picture of an individual, perhaps a farmer saving a part of his earnings, fearing a bad crop next season, or a young entrepreneur setting money aside, unsure of her startup's future. It's this dance that defines the delicate balance between taxation and the human instinct for security. In the grand theater of economics, while concepts like capital and taxation might seem abstract, they're as real as the aspirations of a student, the dreams of an entrepreneur, or the concerns of a parent. The Heim model is more than equations and graphs. It's the narrative of human desires, vulnerabilities, and ambitions. To wind up this odyssey, we unearth the intricacies of capital, the play of shadows, and light, and the undercurrents of precautionary savings, all under the guiding star of the high model. As we stand at the crossroads of growth and equality, it's insights like these that help us carve a path that's both prosperous and just. Listeners, as we cap off today's enlightening expedition, we hope you walk away with not just knowledge, but a deep appreciation for the stories and struggles embedded in the vast landscape of economics. Until our next journey, stay curious and remember that in every number, there's a narrative waiting to be.
Welcome, dear listeners, to a journey through the intricate web of global commerce during an unparalleled era as we set the stage to discuss global value chains and U.S. economic activity amidst COVID-19. Picture for a moment the grand theater of world manufacturing, a vast interconnected ballet of supply and demand, of raw materials being transformed into products. Yet, when an expected villain, COVID-19, entered the scene, this ballet became a scene of disruption and chaos. The world watched in shared anxiety as the once-bustling factories, those heartbeat centers of our global economy, stuttered to a near halt. Their pulsing rhythms disrupted, not by lack of will or drive, but by an invisible force that choked the lifelines of these industries, their supply chains. Visualize the intricate tapestry of global value chains, weaving threads from distant lands, bringing forth goods and services that fuel the furnace of manufacturing. But as the pandemic's shadow stretched, these threads frayed, causing a domino effect that resonated globally. Certain industries felt this deeper than others. Imagine a car manufacturing plant, which, in regular times, buzzes with energy and sounds of machinery. However, during the pandemic, it resembled an abandoned cathedral, echoing the silent tales of halted production lines, primarily due to its high reliance on foreign components. The world's governments, in response, donned the armor of policy intervention. Some nations began a clarion call, urging a return to domestic production to reduce dependency on these international threads. Others, recognizing the immediate anguish of businesses and employees, cast economic safety nets in the form of wage subsidies and loan buffers. This transformative era has unearthed both vulnerabilities and lessons. As we stand at this crossroad, the pandemic serves as a stark reminder of our global interconnectedness and the fragility of our meticulously built systems. It beckons a new dawn where resilience isn't just desired but essential. A world where nations, industries, and businesses collectively architect supply chains that aren't just efficient but are also fortified against unpredictable tempests. Listeners, as we draw the curtains on today's discussion, let it be known that this episode merely skimmed the surface of this vast ocean. For those whose curiosity is now aflame, we direct you to a beacon, a comprehensive PDF document that delves deeper into this narrative, offering rich, data-driven insights and analysis. We hope our symphony of words today struck a chord with you, shedding light on the intertwined fate of global value chains and our shared economic journey during this pandemic. As always, your thoughts and questions are the winds that guide our ship, so please, share them with us. Until our voices grace your ears again, with tales from another corner of this vast economic landscape, stay informed, stay curious, and above all, stay safe. Thank you for Welcome, intrepid listeners, to a maze-like journey through the intricate corridors of economics. Imagine standing at the mouth of a grand vaulted library, 
its towering shelves filled with ancient scrolls and tomes. Today we shine a spotlight on one such modern-day scroll, a PDF, penned by the scholarly trio Yili Chin, Inkucho, and B. Ravikumar. This digital treasure is safeguarded by the prestigious guardians at the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. To decode the map of this vast library, let's first grasp the twin concepts carved into its foundation, rational expectations, and learning models. Picture rational expectations as a wise old oracle who, using the vast tapestry of the past and the vibrant palette of the present, paints vivid prophecies of the future. Meanwhile, the learning models are like young, curious apprentices who, with each passing day and each lesson learned, refine their visions of the days yet to come. Now, let's unroll this PDF scroll and reveal its mysteries. Its narrative delves deep into the rhythmic dance of learning dynamics set against the backdrop of a world where time overlaps, a universe known as the overlapping generations model of inflation. In this realm, generations are like intertwined vines, with each vine living through two seasons, youth and old age. Imagine a fountain in the heart of a town square where each droplet symbolizes the endowment of goods. Young ones are bestowed with two droplets and the old, two multiplied by a mysterious number lambda. With the town's populace constant, the tale then weaves through the ebbs and flows of learning dynamics, seeking the coveted treasure, convergence to rational expectations. As our authors guide us through this maze, they unveil an enchanting revelation. These learning dynamics, like rivers, converge to the sea of rational expectations, provided the currents aren't too strong. But, should the river flow too fiercely, it might lose its way, never meeting the vast expanse of rational expectations. Emerging from the depths of this economic fable, the sages, our authors, bestow upon policymakers a golden advice, tread carefully on the sands of learning models. For in the grand chessboard of economic forecasting and monetary strategy, it is paramount to use the pieces carved with rational expectations to master the game. Listeners, as we roll up this invaluable scroll and place it back on the shelf, we hope, A, you've been enriched by its tales and teachings. Should you wish to embark on this journey yourself, the entire map is available at the Grand Digital Library of the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. As the final chapter of today's tale comes to a close, let it be a beacon urging you to dive deeper into these enigmatic waters of economics and finance. With each tide, with each wave, there's more to learn, more to explore. Keep your compass ready and your map open, for the world of knowledge is vast and unending. Until our paths cross again in this grand library, Welcome, dear listeners, to an enthralling dance between money's value and the tools that shape it. Today, we're diving into the intricacies of monetary policy and inflation, 
a topic that, believe it or not, plays a vital role in that cup of coffee you bought this morning or that dream vacation you're saving up for. Picture, if you will, an intricate ballet. The dancers represent the central banks and fiscal policymakers of the world, moving gracefully to the rhythm of the global economy. Their every move, every twirl and leap affects the delicate balance of price stability and employment in the lands they govern. Now, consider inflation as a tempo in this ballet, a speed at which the cost of our daily bread, our homes, and our luxuries rise. It's a rhythm that, if too fast, can make our money feel lighter in our pockets, like a dwindling candle flame struggling to stay alight. Central banks, our lead dancers, have traditionally tried to control this tempo with the levers of interest rates. Think of them adjusting the rhythm, making borrowing more or less appealing, to ensure the dance remains harmonious. Yet as noted by our esteemed guest, David Andolfato, this age-old choreography, I'd be facing a new challenge. Imagine a secondary troupe, the fiscal policymakers, whose own steps of spending and taxation can sometimes clash with the central banks, muddying the rhythm and confusing the tempo. If they spend excessively or reduce taxes in an already bustling economy, they might unintentionally quicken the inflationary beat. So, where does this leave our central dancers? Should they retreat to the wings? Rendered helpless? No, according to Andolfato. They must instead choreograph innovative steps, perhaps venturing into uncharted territories like direct lending or, dare we say, joining hands with the fiscal troop in a coordinated dance to keep the tempo balanced. Listeners, in this symphony of economic ballet, many other players, technological, wizards, global events, even our own evolving tastes, can sway the rhythm. Yet, today's conversation emphasizes a poignant reality. Central banks might need to be more agile, more creative, to ensure that the rhythm of inflation remains harmonious for us, the audience, the everyday folks. In the grand theater of global economics, the interplay between monetary policy and inflation, while complex, remains crucial to our prosperity. Our takeaway? In this intricate dance, adaptability, collaboration and innovation might be the keys to ensuring that the show goes on beautifully. Thank you for immersing yourself in today's exploration of monetary policy. Inflation. We trust you've walked away with fresh insights and perhaps a newfound appreciation for the silent ballet that shapes our economic world. Until next time. Welcome, dear listeners, to a journey through time. Picture, if you will, a pendulum. Swinging back and forth across the annals of history, marking generational shifts from the silent generation through the echoing cries of baby boomers, the diverse tapestry of Gen X, and landing on the digital frontier of millennials. 
Today, we delve deep into the ever-evolving framework of family, its structure, its pulse, and its profound influence on society. Each generation has its unique dance. A dance of dreams, ambitions, challenges, and responsibilities. And as the music of society has shifted, so too have these dances transformed. Envision the traditional family of the silent generation, where roles were more clearly defined, perhaps even rigid. The father was typically the breadwinner, while the mother orchestrated the domestic symphony. But as the pages of the calendar turned, a metamorphosis was underway. The entry of women into the workforce, a revolution in its own right, wasn't just a change. It was a tectonic shift. This wasn't merely about financial independence. It reshaped societal norms and expectations. Businesses adapted, birthing work-family balance policies that cater to this new demographic. The whispers of change from flex hours to parental leave became the mainstream chorus. Yet, with progress came challenges. Our millennial generation, despite its tech, savviness and innovation, grapples with an economic quandary. Younger souls today earn shadows of what their predecessors did, casting long-term implications on their financial futures, aspirations, and family dreams. Beyond the confines of offices and boardrooms lies another world, that of household production. This unseen, often unaccounted-for labor is the silent engine that drives families. From the aroma of freshly cooked meals to the meticulous planning that ensures a smoothly running household, this labor, though unseen in GDP charts, holds immense value. So, as the pendulum continues its swing, what lessons can we extract? The intricate ballet of family dynamics, responsibilities, and generational shifts offers not just insights but a mirror to society's soul. It challenges us to question, adapt, and evolve for the collective future. To delve deeper into this intricate tapestry, we point you towards a comprehensive document that inspired today's exploration. This PDF not only outlines the shifts from the silent generation to millennials, but paints a vivid tableau of the challenges and triumphs that have marked each era. In closing, we hope this episode, much like a time capsule, has transported you across generations, allowing you to witness the ebb and flow of societal changes. We await the pleasure of your company in our future explorations as we continue to decode the complexities of our ever-evolving world. Thank you for tuning in. As the pendulum continues to swing, may we always remain. Students of history, understanding our past to shape a better future. Safe travels through time, dear listener. Welcome, dear listeners, to a deep dive into the mesmerizing dance of economics and decision-making. Today, we transport you into the intricate world of stability and equilibrium selection in learning models. Picture an intricate dance floor where dancers symbolize economic agents, 
constantly adjusting their steps based on the rhythm and those around them. This dance, my friends, is our economic world in motion. To paint the landscape, let's talk equilibrium, the beautiful moment when the dance. Floor's chaos converges into a harmonious synchrony. In the grand ballet of economics, equilibrium is that coveted state when the push and pull of supply and demand balance out. It's a point of harmony where everyone has found their step and sees no reason to change it. Now, imagine two dancers. The first, representing rational expectations models, knows every twist and turn of the dance. They anticipate every movement and respond with precision. In their world, equilibrium is a well-rehearsed routine, unchanging and predictable. But what about our second dancer, representing learning models? They aren't perfect. They stumble, they adjust, they learn. Their dance is filled with improvisation, adapting based on past missteps, making the equilibrium unpredictable and constantly evolving. The dance floor's stability, or the equilibrium sustainability, is the rhythm that guides our dancers. If this rhythm falters, our dancers could trip, leading to a dance, or in economic terms, an equilibrium that is neither beautiful nor optimal. Think of it as a ballroom suddenly filled with the frenzied beat of speculative bubbles, where dancers rush to one corner, drawn not by the music's rhythm, but by a fleeting trend. This chaotic scenario showcases the potential hazards of unstable learning dynamics, which can spiral into a dance that strays far from equilibrium. Yet, this dynamic dance is not just a theoretical marvel. It shapes our world. Understanding these motions, the pull between the steadfast routines of rational expectations and the fluid adaptability of learning models, is key to deciphering the complex choreography of our economies. From market bubbles to major policy decisions, the stability and equilibrium in learning models offer invaluable insights. As we draw the curtains on today's discourse, remember this. The dance of economics, with its worlds of supply and demand, its passionate tango of rationality and learning, is ever-evolving. If today's deep dive piqued your interest, we direct you to the PDF file that inspired this conversation. It's like having a front-row seat, observing each pivot and twirl of this complex choreography in slow motion. So, dear listener, as the music fades and our dancers take a bow, we urge you to eh, remain curious. Delve deeper, question more, and let the dance of economics lead you to answers and even more wonder. Thank you for lending us your ears and allowing us to guide you across this. Fascinating dance floor of stability and equilibrium selection in learning models. Should the music beckon you again, we're always here, ready to explore another mesmerizing economic ballet. Until then, keep dancing, keep... Welcome, dear listeners, to a crucial exploration, a deep dive into the churning, 
waters of our times. Picture, if you will, a vast ocean. On one side, calm waters. On the other, roaring waves. That's precisely the landscape of our labor market in the wake of the COVID-19 tempest. When the ominous clouds of the pandemic began to gather, the world braced itself for a storm, but little did we anticipate how unevenly its rains would pour. Like a deluge that sweeps away some homes while others stand untouched, the COVID-19 crisis has revealed stark disparities in its wake. Close your eyes and imagine a bustling restaurant, alive with the clinks of glasses and the hum of conversations, often women and minorities gracefully gliding between tables, ensuring guests are tended to. These frontline warriors, these silent pillars of our service industry, found themselves abruptly thrust into the eye of the storm, their jobs more vulnerable than ever. The walls of their homes, which once echoed with laughter, suddenly became the boundaries they couldn't cross, their roles, unable to adapt to the remote work phenomenon. Picture then an urban heartbeat, the thriving city centers, where streets once teemed with tourists, where hotels once flourished, and where cafes served as community hubs. With lockdowns descending like curtains, these hubs of hospitality and tourism fell silent. Ironically, the very vibrancy of urban areas became their undoing, making them epicenters of job losses. The repercussions of this storm aren't merely immediate. Imagine standing at the edge of a forest, witnessing trees fallen by a storm. While the tempest may pass, the landscape is forever altered. Businesses that have shut may never echo with the hum of work again. Roles that disappeared might never resurface. And amidst this, certain communities, like women and minorities, find themselves at a crossroads, grappling with the daunting task of navigating a fundamentally transformed labor landscape. But all hope isn't lost. Picture seeds sprouting after a storm, signifying rebirth and Resilience. Addressing this uneven impact requires not just acknowledgement but action. Imagine a world where targeted support acts as a safety net for those teetering on the brink. Think of rejuvenation courses, specially curated to reskill those from hard hit sectors, giving them new tools for a transformed world. Picture policies that aren't just about healing but about empowering, from investing in robust infrastructures to fostering businesses that champion. Diversity. In the mosaic of our post-pandemic world, ensuring that every tile, every community, and every individual finds a place is paramount. The challenge isn't just about recovery. It's about building a world more resilient, more inclusive, and more equitable than before. As we wrap up today's poignant journey, let's remember that storms, while destructive, also paved the way for rebirth. In the aftermath of the COVID-19 crisis, let's sow the seeds for a labor market where everyone, regardless of gender, race, or background, finds their rightful place under the sun. Thank you for joining us in this introspective exploration of the COVID-19 pandemics. Employment aftershocks. May we all be the change we wish to see.
Welcome to a journey into the intricacies of our financial world. Picture a colossal machine, its parts interlinked, running smoothly, and then suddenly, a gear slips. In 2008, that slip shook the very foundations of our global financial architecture. You're tuning into a pivotal discussion today about the consequences and combat strategies employed during the global financial crisis, as seen through the prism of the Federal Reserve's dual mandate. Imagine, if you will, standing at the edge of a precipice with a storm rapidly. Approaching. The global financial crisis was that storm, thundering with dwindling economic activity, lightning strikes of soaring unemployment, and the plummeting values of assets. As the storm intensified, the guardians of our financial world, central banks, found themselves not only without an umbrella but with traditional tools that could no longer keep the rain out. Our focus today rests upon a beacon in this tempest, a comprehensive PDF file, a compass that charts the Federal Reserve's navigational tactics during these choppy waters. As you delve into this document, you can visualize the central bank's intricate dance, a delicate ballet of decisions striving to stabilize an economy teetering on the brink. A striking revelation from this file? The zero lower bound on interest rates, akin to the weight anchors on a ship, restricting its movement. With traditional interest rate tools blunted, the Federal Reserve had to innovate, painting outside conventional monetary lines. Large-scale asset purchases, forward guidance. These became the North Stars in a dark sky. But, Every action has its shadow. Imagine standing under the sun, your silhouette, stretching long and dark. While the Federal Reserve's response might have bathed the economy in light, shadows of unintended consequences lurked, potential excesses in risk-taking, and the whispers of inflationary winds. Yet, this meticulously crafted PDF serves as a testament to human ingenuity in the face of adversity. Despite uncertainties and unprecedented challenges, the Fed, according to our esteemed authors, largely met its dual goals, fueling employment and keeping the inflation dragon tamed. But the dance isn't over. Echoes of this financial ballet still reverberate, necessitating further exploration into the long-term symphony of these monetary moves. To encapsulate, the global financial crisis was a tempest that changed our financial landscape. The PDF, which we've parsed today, offers a telescope to gaze upon this transformed horizon. Through its lens, we see the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of the Federal Reserve, its resilience in times of adversity, the uncharted waters it bravely navigated, and the shadows that still linger. As you step away from this auditory journey, envisage a world where central banks, like vigilant sentinels, stand guard, continuously adapting, learning, and innovating. This is a testament to our financial world's resilience and a beacon of hope for navigating future storms. Thank you for accompanying us on this enlightening exploration, an odyssey through the financial crisis, its aftermath, and the vigilant watch of the Federal Reserve. Until next time, keep seeking, keep questioning, and let curiosity.